Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 437. It is Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and Conti is escalating. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning, happy Thursday. Welcome to the new Friday. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular. If you do that, I'll try not to miss any days next week. Sorry we had to miss a couple of days this week. Um, and if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type get HIPAA compliance into the search and join the group. And if you're in business at all, well, it doesn't matter what kind of business, whether it's you know, IT or something else, come join us on Facebook slash Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash Main Street Networking. You join the group, then you join one of the networking. There are three possible groups and some speed networking. It's masterminds and all kinds of good stuff. So join the group on Facebook, which is absolutely free, and then, you know, networks with other business owners, different kind of networking than the IT kind. So let's uh, let's jump into the news a little bit. First of all, uh, our evil may have ripped up off some of its own affiliates. It does not pay to be a ransomware affiliate, apparently. So a newly discovered backdoor and double chats could have enabled our evil ransomware as a service operator operators to hijack victim cases and snatch affiliates cuts of ransom payments. There's no honor among thieves, but this is beyond rude. Malware specialists have found evidence of how our evil's leadership may have screwed their own affiliate out of their own out of or cut of ransomware payment payouts. Malware specialists researching newly available samples from our evil, also known as Soto no Kibi, a once major now sort of reborn ransomware as a service player, have identified a backdoor that may have enabled the original gang to hijack chats with victims so as to scoop up affiliates cut of ransom payments so in other words kind of like a business email compromise they're jumping into in between the affiliates and the ransomware victims to try to steal the ransomware payment um, you know to call that rude I don't know I mean you're hijacking somebody's business essentially i don't really know that that's rude um you know what what can you expect from from a group whose sole intent is to wreak havoc on businesses and steal information steal data and steal money you get what you deal with i suppose instead of what you pay for um it does also show or it does also list some public keys here for ransomware decryption. So this is on threat post. So you may want to check that out if you are a R-Evil slash Sodenokibi victim. Microsoft warns of wide-scale phishing as a service operation. Microsoft has opened the lid on a large-scale phishing as a service. Everything is as a service now. Operation that's involved in selling phishing kits and email templates as well as providing hosting and automated services at a low cost making it very easy for your next-door neighbor, the kid in the basement, 
whoever to run fishing's campaigns with minimal effort, it says. Bulletproof Link, also referred to as Bulletproof Bulletproof Link or Anthrax by its operators in various websites, ads, and other promotional materials, is used by multiple attacker groups in either one-off or monthly subscription-based business models, creating a steady revenue stream for its operators. The tech giant said it uncovered the operation during its investigations of credential phishing campaigns that use the Bulletproof Link phishing kit on either an attacker-controlled sites or sites provided by Bulletproof Link as part of their service. The existence of the operation was first made public by OSINT fans in October of 2020. And of course, if you don't know, OSINT is short for Open Source Intelligence. Um, so now we have, you know, we've been talking about ransomware as a service for quite some time. Now we have phishing as a service. It just continues to grow the as-a-service stuff. You know, of course, on the positive side of things, you have infrastructure as a service, software as a service, and so forth. But here we have ransomware as a service. I'm sure malware as a service exists, even if they haven't dubbed it that yet. You have phishing as a service. So you got to keep your eyes open because anybody can do this with a few bucks and some time. Hackers are scanning for VMware CVE 2021-22005 targets. So if you are, this is a VMware vulnerability vCenter. Um, all Impacts all vCenter servers 6.7 and 7.0 deployments with default configurations. So if you are one of those people, you're going to want to patch immediately because... Um, Scanning is already happening, and as I pointed out multiple times on this podcast, scanning for vulnerable servers is really not hard at all. There's a web, there are multiple websites actually that can do it, and then find it, and then they roll out the uh, exploit to attack. Don't get caught with your proverbial pants down. FBI, CISA, and NSA warn of escalating Conti ransomware attacks. This is our our main subject today, our main topic today, CISA, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, also known as the FBI, National Security Agency, is NSA, warned of an increased number of Conti ransomware attacks targeting U.S. orgs. The three U.S. federal agencies urge enterprise IT admins to review their organizational network security posture and implement the media actions outlined in the Joint Advisory to Defend Against Conti Ransomware. So if you don't know, Conti is a, a Russian-based ransomware group uh, dubbed Wizard Spider. The cybercrime group, you know, whether they have state backing, don't know. Um, they are sometimes associated with Ryuk. Supposedly, there may be members that are interchangeable or one left the other to join the first one or whatever it is. But either way... If you go to us-cert.cisa.gov slash ncas slash alerts slash aa21-265a, you will see the official alert from the the, the different agencies. And I'm not going to go through all the alert. There's a lot of technical information here. But what you do need to know is that Conti actors often gain initial access through spear phishing 
campaigns using tailored emails that contain malicious attachments. So spear phishing means uh, targeted phishing. In other words, I might receive an email from them saying, hey, Scott, you know, whatever. Here's the Word document with this information. The Word doc, they typically use malicious Word document attachments with embedded scripts that can be used to download or drop other malware, which will include TrickBot, we've talked about numerous times, and Iced ID and or Cobalt Strike. And those will assist with lateral movement, and TrickBot, of course, is credential stealing. Um, and also all of these things happen before Conti is installed. And guess what? We have a way to prevent those scripts from running. I mean, yes, you can disable certain items within Word and Word if it's delivered over the internet, including email. By default, scripts will not run, but people rarely pay attention to that warning and uh, click OK or allow or whatever it is, and then the script runs anyway. So there are other ways to prevent that. Um, so you can reach out to us or any reputable MSP that's out there, MSSP, Stolen or weak remote desktop protocol. I just delivered a webinar two days ago on the top 10 stolen remote desktop protocol credentials. And the list is scary, including some some people are in multiple, not just one. Multiple people are using the password of just the number one. How that is even allowed is beyond me. However, it's still allowed. And again... If you are using weak RDP credentials, then you should correct that immediately. Um, I will be delivering that same presentation again next Tuesday. So if you're interested, you know, email support at nuage.tech. Phone calls, fake software promoted via search engine optimization. Um, it's interesting. I, I uh, was setting somebody's computer up and they needed Zoom. And I just thought to myself, let me check something out, just out of curiosity, because I, I didn't want the, the end user to do it. And I Googled Zoom. Zoom. I Googled Zoom download. And Zoom.us, which is the official site, doesn't even show up in the top few listings. And there are ads for other websites to download Zoom um, software. This that's really scary that they can do that. So this is exactly what we're talking about here. You download a fake Zoom installer. Who knows what else is coming with it? Other malware distribution networks like Zloader and common vulnerabilities in external assets. So again, that goes back to patching. Um, and then so there's some some ICSs here. These um, indication indicators of compromise. Or I'm sorry. IOCs, I don't know where I got ICS, IOCs, indicators of compromise that are listed here, including IP addresses and uh, some other stuff that you can review for your own good. However, and then there's a, there's a bunch of other stuff here, techniques um, that Conti uses, but mitigation steps here. So here we go. Use multi-factor authentication, which was part of that presentation I talked to about. And it, the presentation was just about password policies. That's it. So make sure you're using multi-factor authentication, especially, well, not especially, but including for our remote access, implement network segmentation and filter traffic. So what does that mean? It means, you know, the accounting department should not be on the same network as the marketing department, as the IT department, as the C-level execs, as HR and so forth, should all be segregated. 
And if you have sensitive equipment, let's say you're in healthcare, you have uh, machines that maybe have older operating systems that can't be updated as easily or can't be updated at all, then by all means that should be segmented from everything else. Scan for vulnerabilities and keep software updated, no-brainers. Remove unnecessary applications and apply controls. One of the first things I do when I take over a client is remove everything that's not being used. Implement endpoint and detection response tools. Limit access to resources over the network, especially by restricting RDP. And I do not have any clients using RDP. There are some that have other remote services, but those are very locked down. Secure user accounts. That goes back to the secure passwords and multi-factor authentication, um, making sure that users don't have access to things they shouldn't have, making sure you don't have old accounts still active. I recently took over a client who had probably 10 or 12 active accounts for people that no longer work there. Use a ransomware response checklist in case of infection. So there is a ransomware response checklist. Um, there's actually, it looks like a few here, but it's good inf good idea to have something on, on hand for that. And then there are, they list some other resources that you can use, including stopransomware.gov. You should go check that out if you're on your own for sure. Um, the ransomware is not going away until, as I've said numerous times, until you're able to to remove the financial gain from ransomware attacks, it's not going to go away. And so far, we have not been able to do that. In fact, we're spending more money on ransomware than ever before. It is not going to go away. The ransomware groups may shut down and open as a new group or reopen as the same group or whatever it may be in this. So some believe that Conti is an offshoot of Ryuk, uh, where they had some internal issues and they formed their own group. It's very dangerous stuff. And they don't target, you know, they're targeting everybody. They're, they're not, they don't discriminate. All they want to do is steal data and steal money. U.S. Vision subsidiary reports hacking incident affecting 180,000 individuals. U.S. Vision Inc. subsidiary USV Optical Inc. has announced unauthorized individuals have gained access to certain servers and systems that contain patients, protected health information. The unauthorized access was detected on May 12th with the subsequent forensic investigation confirming the hackers had access to its systems for almost a month from April 20th to May 17th when its systems were secured. Third-party computer forensic specialists are continuing to investigate the breach to determine the full extent and scope of the intrusion, but have conducted or have concluded that unauthorized individuals potentially viewed and exfiltrated patient data in the attack. Again, there's not really a way to know for sure. I, I, there are some softwares out there that, that can detect the movement of data out of the network, but not. it doesn't seem to be used as often as it should, especially for smaller orgs. Um, the data breach has been reported to the Department of Health and Human Services, OCR, as affecting 180,000 individuals. It uh, does not say how they got in this time. However, 
the second major data breach to be reported by an eye care provider in the past few days. Simon Eye Management recently reported an email security breach in which the protected health information of 144,000 individuals was exposed. So maybe eye care, eye doctors are a target now. Possibly, I don't know. However, that was an email security breach. This does not say how they got in. So they may have gotten in through email or they may have gotten in through some other way. And the August 2021 healthcare data breach report is out. We had 38 breaches of 500 records or more. So a, lo a lot lower than the previous, than the rest of the year up, up until January. January had 32. After that, it's been 45 or higher. So that's good news. One, I'm sorry, 5.12 million records were exposed so that is not good news that is st still one of the highest months this year to compare july was 5.57 and may was 6.5 million largest healthcare breaches the so we have one st joseph's candler health system inc which is a healthcare provider at 1.4 million 1.3 for university of medical university medical center southern nevada also a healthcare provider. Obviously, those were both ransomware attacks, 655,000. DuPage Medical Group, healthcare provider, also a ransomware attack. So as you can see, the top three ransomware attacks, and that was roughly three, almost 3.4 million by itself. 637,000 at UNM Health, also a healthcare provider. Unspecified hacking incident. Denton County, Texas. We talked about this one. 326,000 online exposure of COVID-19 vaccination data. Um, and then it just goes on from there. <clears throat> Let's see if there's any. Yes, there is a business associate on this list. San Andreas Regional Center, business associate, 57,000. That was a ransomware attack. There's a healthcare plan, but it doesn't look like business associates took a big hit in August. So that's good news. August of or causes of August 2021 healthcare data breaches. We have 31 hacking IT incidents, seven unauthorized access or disclosures, locations, two paper film, two electronic medical record, 15 email and 19 network servers. Um, and then the states, Texas with four, Arizona and Illinois with three, and then two for California, Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, and Virginia, and then a bunch of states with one. We had eight business associates total for August, four health plans, and 26 healthcare providers. So business in, in July, business associates accounted for almost half. I think it was almost exactly half. Half this month, not so much. August, not so much. So it was uh, eight, 12, 38. So eight out of 38, whatever that works out to be, about 20% almost 20, a little more than 20%. So uh, I think that's actually, uh, my math might be wrong. So 32 would be one quarter. So it's closer to 25%, 22.5%. How's that? Um, that is going to do it for this edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.